Welcome to the Lost Cause Podcast. I'm your DM, Josh Wilkinson, and I am joined by my ever-effervescent guest, Harris. Halcyon State Raised. Before the recording started, both Jade and Kale ripped a massive book right into me. my ears. It was like it wasn't Jade. And it yet was. I managed to keep a straight face, ever the professional. I almost spit out my wine. My wine. <laughs> my wine. Uh, as you can hear from the giggling, I am also joined by... Damn it, I was going to intro you right as you were taking a sip, because that would be really funny. Right, uh, I am joined by Jade. I am in fact here. I am joined by Gail. Scream is also here, your favorite. And I am joined by Lexus. Well, you know, better out than in, they always say, right? <laughs> I believe. I've heard that somewhere, yes? Yes, <laughs> Shrek is real big in Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I believe we have our first ever TikTok review type thing. Yeah, uh, we got a review on one of our videos from uh, Dan Plant Symbol Writer Keyboard Autistic. So he says, loving the pod so far, guys. It's so good to see a really professionally produced D&D podcast from the Southern Hemisphere that's also super unique. Awesome. Like that, that makes me presume that he's not from the southern hemisphere right like that's where it's at is my nepal (laughs) (laughs) he may be he may be i did i did do a little uh, investigation on his uh page and it doesn't actually say where he's from unfortunately but you know that was the mystery he could be the nepal listener i mean a little dan if that's a little mystery goes a long way in my opinion um so let's do our reviews of the review guys what do you think I I would personally give that review. It was very very nice um and possibly generous. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely it, super professional. I would give it uh, a a solid 17 skateboards, I think, is is my metric. I think as someone who's been called unique a lot in their life, uh a lot as a as a child, <laughs> there's plenty of ways that could be taken. But I'd like to assume that unique in this context means great podcast. And if it does, six and a half out of seven. And if it doesn't? Look, uh-huh, I'm not reliving <laughs> that trauma, that unique trauma. So <laughs> That's a real unique perspective there from Jade. Uh, I, um, Dan... Thanks, mate. It's really nice. That's just it's just really nice. And also I, I my my little little white male ego, <laughs> cis white male ego getting nicely stroked when you commented on the audio production. I do Disgusting. the editing. I whinge about it a lot to the group. I whinge about how long it takes me and how much effort I put in. And it's nice it that people true. are appreciating it because oh boy, this group fucks around a lot. Hey, I'll put my hand up. I fuck around too but I'm the one that has to pay that piper. So I'm glad <laughs> that I know that one person out there, and that's you, Dan, is enjoying that production. Also, I am, I always feel like it sounds like shit, so I'm glad to hear that you don't think that. Hey, Dan, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Are you a gardener? What's the deal with the plant thing? Send us an email, lostcostpod at gmail.com. Let's hang out. I... Um, I just to re- reiterate on the unique thing that Jade said. Um, I 
would like to give this two thumbs up. I think this is very sweet. Uh, you have clearly touched Harris emotionally. Um, I can see tears welling up in his eyes. So that's special in of itself. Um, I also noticed how unhinged our intros are becoming because we're not shy anymore recording <laughs> these episodes. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, two thumbs up for your very kind review. Thank you. Uh, well, I got to say, uh, like, huge shout out to an autistic birdie. It, you know, it's really hard to, like, put yourself out in comments. So, you know, I'm going to give you uh, 25 strawberries, me thinks. Strawberries are the best That's a couple punnets. Strawberries are the best fruit. It's a big yeah. take, and I agree. <laughs> and, you know, and it was a really it was a really nice comment, too. Like, you know, it was like just rounding off that, like, we're doing a good job. So, you know, it's it's nice to hear, you know. Also, autism for the win. Woo. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. you're a spicy crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, I believe our team has put together a little recap. Team? Hey, that's me. Last session on Lost Cause. We followed dun, up. Dun. <laughs> we followed up a lead we kind of skipped over due to its... Uh, tedious nature we also had squeeb personally check out the the close vicinity city lavatories he managed to fail his athletics check so uh he couldn't he couldn't check the hard to reach spaces but he did such a good investigation that he managed to find a fancy fancy little dagger that uh that sort of came with a, a bit of a note that that seemed to be written in celestial tria and crixia on the other hand had some girl talk, which everyone knows is just symbols written in blood. <laughs> That's a good one. Halcyon went to go get the get the group some some food, uh, and the and the session ends with the party knocking on the door of Umbok, the Pentorum head of the guard. Silence meets you're knocking on the door, Halcyon. Followed by, well, come in. Uh, knees knocking for Halcyon, yeah. Push the door open. Sitting across on the far side of this office at a table more akin to just a giant stone slab, you see Ombok sitting in the scarred armor that she always wears tearing into a roasted leg of some animal the juices drip down the front of her armor she motions for you all to come inside there's a single seat opposite her and other than the view of the beautiful city of titan behind her through large open windows you also see there is some kind of display case that has been placed on the stone tablet table it is covered with a piece of a long piece of black cloth. She gestures towards the seat. Well, I am a busy woman. Let's do this quickly. Elsian will pick up pace going towards the chair, and as he does, wants to just like give a just take in the majesty of being in this terrifying space. Like, what does the room? look like as he kind of like wants to perceive around the room pick up anything that he could notice um just basically trying to like 
It's like he's paid a lot of money to go on like a university course and he wants to get the most out of it. He's like, I'm not going to be in this place. I, I want to get the most out of it. Um, as you look around the room, it is sa- simple sandstone brick like any other guard tower, any other building really in Titan. The only thing that really makes this room stand out, whereas other members of the Pentorum have gone almost out of their way to show, you know, an, an elaborate set up worthy of their position in society ombok doesn't value uh decoration or art or you know fancy robes but there are scattered around the room and framed there are like dented pieces of armor there are broken weapons there are like uh, some of it rusted some of it very old um things that you can only assume are trophies from battles that she has been in and walked away from they uh, each and every one uh looks like not not magical um judging by their age the damage done to them um but almost certainly points of pride for ombok looking at them is there anything in particular that stands out as like unique from Crixia's travels roll like that would be interesting past the norm Halcyon and Crixia roll me roll me investigation checks 15 (laughs) I got a 4 4 or (laughs) 5 cool sword (laughs) basically yeah yeah. Crixia your practical mind scans these and you see most of them don't look like they'd be any use to anyone now um, they hold sentimental value, not actual value. Halcyon, you notice that there is a space where logically there should be a trophy, and that space is roughly the same size as the display case that is on the table in between you and Ombok. Is just to sorry to clarify, is the display case covered by the black? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um yeah, I will walk up and take a seat. Also, as well, I, I don't know if you see it and I just missed it. Ombok, what color scales are her? What color dragonborn is she? Ombok is, <laughs> uh, she has like opalescent scales. So they're white, but in the sunlight behind her, as they bounce off of the scales, they almost shift color. They have this very slight rainbowy effect around the outside. Cool. Yeah, Halcyon will take the one chair. You can only assume uh, it was Crixia placed out for get... you. <laughs> getting into the uh, role-playing so that Halcyon hopefully won't demand some really ridiculous stuff that's going to get him hurt. We'll uh, walk over and take like a stance behind him as if like, you know, he's employed her as like a guard type thing. Halcyon igno- notices this and like gives you a nod of gratitude. <laughs> um, so give me, sorry. Give me one quick rewind. Is there only one chair? Yep. <laughs> oh. Which, of course, the god tier citizen gets. Ombok, from Ombok's understanding, she is being visited by one copper tier and three iron tier, so she has placed out a chair for the copper tier citizen. It is not a particularly nice chair. It's just simple, simple, like, blocks of stone. Yeah, Tria, Tria will stand <laughs> next to Crixia. Yeah, Squibble, Squibble do the same. We have um, brought you more food, if you would l- like uh, your greatness. Um, 
for Frydak speak, uh, and decides. But uh, I know you are a busy person. Obviously, you are eating your lunch. I will stop talking uh, and listen to your magnificence. She finishes chewing and then just kind of puts this, whatever leg this animal comes from was huge. She, it is almost comedically big. Um, she's seven foot tall, but this leg looks like it might be 35% of her height. Um, she puts it down on the table. We have a problem. The tower, well, from my tower, I have a commanding view of the city. And from this view, I have seen the undying cathedral crumble to the ground. This has caused unrest and the other Pentorum members have started asking difficult questions that I prefer to answer in my own way. I have invited you as Verdeer's assistants, mercenaries, your relationship is unclear to me. But I am going to hold a Titan Games. Something to show the people that despite the destruction caused within their city, they are safe. So that they may revel in the strength of the Pentorum internal compliance officers that I employ, or who you lower tiers may refer to as guards. Your task is simple. You will be one of three teams competing. You will defeat the first three challenges, and you will surrender once presented with the fourth. And it... And at this point, she, like, just to really punctuate what she's saying, her claws come out, and she starts dragging them across the stone table, and they peel through the stone like a knife through butter. Your defeat in the final battle must be convincing. It must be so convincing, in fact that I have offered, well, I have made a deal with Verdir, and I assume you will all accept it. You may surrender, as would be the norm for these games. It is their, the first time they have been conceived, the first time they will be performed within the city. But I offer you an opportunity at this point, she drags the cloth off of the display case. Inside the display, it it's an odd object. The easiest way to describe it is if you could picture a whip made entirely of metal, but it does not have a handle. It is like a thin, long strand of metal inside the case. To make things more convincing, if you were all willing to die in the final combat. I, with my considerable power, will have you revivified before your souls pass on. But... Truth or lie on that. 
the ring for a little bit is like lukewarm and then goes <laughs> it goes uh hot she is telling the truth before your souls pass on i would have you revivified of course if you accept this deal you would have to compete in disguise but if you were to fall in the final games my pico guard my compliance officers will succeed they will be the only team to succeed and as such bring glory to me and to the guard of this city and in return for your commitment for giving your very lives I would grant you this weapon in front of me of course we will do that for you Oh, great Pentorum member Ombok. We don't even need the weapon. <laughs> Tria shoots daggers at Halcyon. <laughs> it would be a pleasure to die for you and by virtue the undying queen and to have resurrection? To be that close to her five-headed glory? Oh, it is a dream, an honor, a privilege. Of course. When when are these games? The sooner I hold them, the better. It will be a combat games. So bring armor, bring weapons. Verdir has told me you have licenses for such. And, of course, by accepting my final offer, she reaches out of the desk and pulls out four more licenses and hands them to you, Halcyon. These mean that you will be allowed to carry magical items throughout the city. We wouldn't want this reward being taken from you. It is uh, very much appreciated. You did mention, oh great one, that we had to fight in disguise. Is there any way that you would be offering support for this in regard of one way you would like us to look or if it would be magical disguises or or we should just put some, some together. I'm obviously fine to uh, do that, and I don't want to take up any of your time, but I thought that maybe part of your plan you'd like us to look a certain way, or... All I wish is for you to look intimidating, look tough. The more fearsome you look before your fall, the more it will glorify my offices. Well, do we have to uh, agree to how we are going to do this now? Or do we have time to discuss? You have time to discuss. Hmm. But I would very much appreciate it if you were all willing to die at the end of the games. Oh, we are. In fact... 100%. You may take these licenses and the weapon with you now if I see one of you wielding it well I will take that as permission to have you killed very well we shall uh, take and discuss amongst ourselves it is a tough conversation to have 
for those of you who are dying for the Dragon Queen for the first time. I am so excited at this opportunity, and I cannot thank you enough to give this opportunity to a copper tear, let alone I in tears. Your brilliance and kindness knows no bounds. Your strength, physically and intellectually, is superior. I will not take up any more of your time, but I will take this and how's he wants to like go to lift the glass case? Yeah, you do so. You pick up the glass case. <laughs> it is because of the thin uh, and particularly light uh, weapon. It's not too heavy. The case is probably much more weight than the weapon is itself. Is it? Is it like? I'd pictured it kind of as though it was like I'd lift the glass off it, like it's. Like a pedis, like oh, or is it literally just like oh, a glass box that the uh, it in? is? Yeah, it's a wooden case with a glass panel on the top. Um, there are no latches or anything that seal it closed, so you could just open the lid and take the little like metal a sleeping wire. beauty oh, coffin. Sorry, yeah, yeah, oh, Snow White coffin. Yeah, I'll open the lid of the sleeping beauty coffin and uh, and yeah, take the weapon out. It's light. It is very unusual. Most people would picture a weapon with a, you know, a handle, a pommel, maybe a cross guard and a blade. This thing is just a thin, like, line of metal. A rod? No, because it's flexible. It, it bends and curves. Not of its own accord, but you can move it. Almost like one of those little plastic rulers. <laughs> is it one... Is it one p- piece of metal, or is it like so? It's not like chunks of. Okay, cool, interesting. Um, well, if there is nothing else required, we will wait for more details from you about when and where this is happening. Um, I'm trying to, uh, but from Vidya's guidance, I am trying to educate and uplift these uh, lowly iron tears to have a bit more confidence and ability to climb the ranks, so I will ask them, and and I appreciate this is uh, asking a lot of you, you've already been very generous, but I will ask them if they have any questions, and to remember what we've talked about, being respectful. Um, how would you contact us about when and where uh, this would be happening? Would you uh, directly go to um, Vadir? Bodian. And he would... I... Um, the Pentorum head of security. I know where you live. I will have someone contact you at your home. That's fair. Okay, cool. I was, I was just wondering, you know, if, if I needed to meet at another place in time, but, but that's very convenient. Me. Thank you so much. That's all my questions. The only one of you I might have I... trouble contacting. She turns her gaze to you, Crixia. And her eyes steer right through you. You don't live within our city. Well, uh, if you'll inform the others, then I'm I'm sure that uh, they will let me know. Clear whatever goes for your schedule tomorrow. It will be happening tomorrow. Once I have another mercenary team in place to compete... I uh, I do have one more question about this uh, resurrection, though, if I may. Yes. 
you say that obviously that this is on condition that we do all accept to die. I do not know much about this magic. Is there anything conditional about this resurrection that, uh... The magic used to bring you back is reliable but simple. There is a spell known as Revivify. The only condition is that I reach your bodies within one minute of you passing. Otherwise, your souls are too far gone for me to return them. A minute is plenty of time to have your bodies dragged out of the arena, taken to a backstage section, and for me to bring you all back. Last question. I know that Verdir might have his own stakes in it, and he's asking us to relay an answer for a question that he has. Is that still on the table, even with the magic weapon? Whether you perish or you surrender, if you are cowards, Verdir will have his answer. I am surprised he must ask, but I will give him his answer. Yes, I seem to understand. Nope. <laughs> nope. Halcyon nope. shuts up as he starts talking you about that. Halcyon just cuts before it was a problem. <laughs> yes, I. he is eccentric. Well, if there is nothing else you need from us, I, uh, we will make our way and I will wait excitedly for word of when we get to die for the Dragon Queen, I will. Oh, actually, I have one last question, for I know you are so magnificent, and and you suggested something there, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't imagine you have ever been felled in battle, but you did say it is a scary prospect dying for the Dragon Queen for the first time. Have you died for the Dragon Queen? If so, what is it like beyond the threshold? And there is a look of, of genuine sadness in Omok's face as she says this. It is unfortunate, but due to my powers, I never fall for long. I have only ever glimpsed her radiance. And even then, I... I must go out of my way to seek impossible battles just so I may glimpse upon her many faces. But each and every time I have fallen, it has been bliss. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And a single tear goes down Halcyon's face as I will stand uh, and make my way out of the room. Uh, Crixia follows. Yeah, Tria follows. Yeah, I suppose we will follow Be looking around the room like it's like this is oh, I, I know you grabbed the blade slash whip slash ruler <laughs> sounds like yeah the, <laughs> the ruler the bendy ruler blade the yep. fancy you, magic ruler did you pick up all the licenses as well or did you yeah, just yeah. pick up the, yeah, you picked everything up cool. yeah, yeah. just thought I should double check that that's a fair case. thing to check um Squeeb yeah. you are the last well I know you yeah. <laughs> Squeeb you are the last to leave the room correct yeah 
as you turn to leave, her eyes light up as Onbok says, Before you go, Odian. Oh, yes? I've heard that you may have some magical inclination. I do, yes. Do you have the ability... <laughs> it is a, a spell that I do not know of. My magic comes from my faith, not from the arcane. Do you know a spell that allows you to identify the abilities of objects, magical and mundane? Oh, I believe I do, actually. Well, that will save you a history lesson. What I ask is this, from you specifically, Bodian. Identify that blade, sharing its history with your ragtag band of of citizens. It's a very accurate uh, description of us. <laughs> <laughs> I call them as I see them. So, if you identify that weapon... <laughs> That may help convince your fellows that dying is worth it. All right, I will do so immediately. It has served as an important reminder, as many of these objects do. And perhaps it will remind you all that there are things worse than death. I I believe you, and <laughs> I wish to never experience them. Um... <laughs> But yes, I will. I will definitely do this as as soon as possible, um, and let them all know. Uh, thank you for your time, and I will see you again soon. I hope. Yes, on the eve of battle, we shall meet again. And she looks at you as you leave. Her smile is reminiscent of a predator looking at prey. As you close the door <coughs> and exit, those delicious cocktails. <laughs> God. <laughs> Directly following that conversation as we're like walking down the stairs, because Halcyon has left first, so I imagine we'd be like halfway down. Halcyon has got his little notebook open uh, in one hand to the back page that has the ritual writing for the spell identify, and is holding the whip in one hand, and it's like reading <laughs> it as he walks down, identifying whatever the side of it is. Yeah, um, Squeeb, as Squeeb catches up, he just inst- he just tries to grab that off you and just instant casts identify. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing looking at that thing? Just give it to me. Oh, I don't have to waste uh, magical energy if I read it from the book instead of doing it instantly, but sure. Yeah, I mean, I get it back in a night's rest, so may as well. No do I, but whatever. Oh, well then, what are you saving it for? <laughs> Boys, this is this is not a uh, man competition of who can do what. Okay, just there's one can, of you. I can cast the just She asked me. Okay. Oh, did she? Uh, yes, I like shove it hard into the truth because I know you're telling the truth. Tria just whispers in Krixia's ear. Man, I really wish they would stop comparing lengths and then just <laughs> walks off. Spell lengths? Rixia just good. laughs and follows. Okay. Uh, is the, do you have, uh, like, the way your identify spell works, um, Squeeb, because this is the first time you've cast it. Do you have an idea of how that spell works that's fun, or do you want me to just take over? 
Uh, you can take the lead on this one. I haven't given it much thought, so. Surely it's your cool goggles, right? Oh, it's gotta be. It's, it's, it's gotta be, right? <laughs> like, I didn't even think about those. They turn into those weird, like, hypno, like, hypno toe. <laughs> oh, Psychonauts vibes? Yeah. You cast, you lower your goggles, you perform the magic, the sigils appear, and your interpretation of this spell, you are pulled through the air as you now stand in a country you have never been to. You are high in the mountains. You watch as armies of goblins and orcs are falling to a uniform host of elves covered from head to toe in plate mail and scaled armor. They wield magically enchanted weapons and slay goblins by the dozen. As they march over, they stomp and trample the bodies into the ground but a single young goblin child goes unnoticed as the army marches. In goblin, a language that you do not speak, you hear muttering as the goblin grabs the exact weapon you are identifying and starts wrapping it around their arm. What? Time passes rapidly as the child hides here in a bush you see almost a time lapse of the elven troops setting up camp. They uh, grab what prisoners are left, and one by one, those prisoners are murdered. They are executed. With each one, the goblin child, their resolve strengthens, and as time passes, as the rest of the camp sleeps, after enough time, you watch as this metal coil starts to burrow itself inside the child's arm, and then... Oh my god. You are back in the prison. Um. Wow. Okay, so I feel like this item is cursed. <laughs> what does it do? Um. Kills people. <laughs> kills the Vera, or you you wrap kills it around the people you attack it with? The people you attack it, of course. It is a weapon. Um, but... Well, that is what it is supposed to do. Yes. That is not a curse. Oh, okay then, smarty pants. How do you use this weapon? <laughs> it's not what you asked. You said it was cursed because it kills the people you've attacked with. Well, that... yes. <laughs> it also burrows inside you. <laughs> well, but that that is a bit different. Yes. That is a bit cursy, don't you think? Um, but yes, you wrap it around your arm. <laughs> this just got real Irish there for a second. <laughs> That's a bit cursy, don't you think? <laughs> Barreling inside you. They're, they're close relation, okay? It's like me when I drink and I sound more English. Like, you know, Bodian and Irish. Like it's... <laughs> when Bodians use magic weapons, they get real Irish. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, bef- before the most previous wielder of this weapon, I believe, um, died, it, it burrowed inside them. And, um, so, do we do, know what kind of weapon it is then? Like, does it enhance other weapons, or do do you punch with this and it makes your? Fist? I will say after your investigate your sorry after your um, magical use of identify, um, this vision doesn't clear up a lot, but you gather that there are layers to this item. It is very powerful, and you'll probably have to cast identify every time you cast identify. It'll give you another hint. 
as to what it does. The first image basically just showed you that someone has to wrap it around their arm and attune to it to be able to use it. All right, so that's how you wield it, and uh, we also need attunement to it. So we'll we'll need to sit down and hopefully get it attuned. Um, so can I cast the really, suit? I believe that we should know more about it. A, especially if it is cursed, we do not want to do that blindly. But if we have to take time, then we should probably see who it would be more beneficial to to actually wield said weapon. Interesting that you cast Identify on an item and can't tell us anything about what said item does. So, uh, maybe I'll do it, you know, because oh, you my Identify, against, although it takes um, longer, uh, probably. Is that right? Just, no, uh, well, I'll just, I just think maybe Ombok had misplaced I'll just go tell Ombok that, you, that you. you want to do it. That's all right. Hey, here, go you go. here you go. Waste, I'll go back waste up her time. and I'll... Um... <laughs> No, I won't. I, 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 I do not believe that she's calling a bluff, mate. You take one look at that door and the dragon door knocker staring back at you and you're like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I will I will go back to what I was originally doing. If he ritual, ritual casts, cast I'm going to just cast identify. <laughs> Fuck your ritual cast. <laughs> How how far down the stairs are we? If I can do it. We, oh no, it's ten minutes to ritual cast. Sorry. Yeah, if yeah, we're yeah. both holding it, will he get the vision too? It's worth a shot. Do you want to try that? Yeah, like I'll grab onto it and just cast it while he's holding it. <laughs> see, see what happens. You are both pulled through the air again, standing in a country you have never been before. It is it is midnight. <laughs> you both stand, Halcyon and Squeeb, behind this goblin child who wakes up. It, it can't be um it it's probably been maybe half a day has passed since the last time you were here squeep um this child has wrapped the middle wire around his arm it has grown inside his arm and you see that thorns are starting to sprout out of it both holding it firmly in place and also making it a terrifying looking whip you hear snores coming from the camp of elven soldiers as this child emerges from the bushes and starts sneaking along the mud, squelching around him. He makes his way into the first tent, and as he moves his arm, the whip moves as if it was an extension of his own body, as if it was being controlled by his mind. It instantly lashes out, goes straight through one of the elven warriors' throats, makes no noise, and the alpha's dead. And then you are pulled back to the tower. I look Squeeb dead in the eyes. <laughs> Can I, I didn't whoa, realize indeed. we could. I didn't realize our magic could shift, but I mean, we could, we'll circle back to that. The, is this the best weapon for an assassin ever? I believe so. If only I was an assassin. I know. Can I just ask? Hey, we knew um, an assassin. I wish. <laughs> While they're obviously doing all that, what's what's by the door of the tower on the outside? Is it just like barren, or is there like yeah, on the far side? You guys can see there's there's a like a small gnome with a very big white hat who is dragging like a little cart behind him. Um, on the side of the cart, it says iced cream. Um, he gives you a wave as he's making his way past. <laughs> 
I, I look at Halcyon and I say, um, Are you willing to try that again? Certainly. Yeah, I cast it immediately. <laughs> you cut back. There are... He, the child, the goblin child, is standing outside of the tents in the center of the camp. There is a large, roaring bonfire. It is eerily quiet. The child glances around, and you see the tents are made of, like, a canvas material, but from the outside, you can see the splatters of blood from each and every single one of these tents. As the goblin child turns, there is a humanoid figure standing tall in full-plate armor, dual-wielding long swords with a thick metal helm on his face the child turns and says something in goblin that you would know halcyon right you speak goblin i do the child says it only takes one of us it only takes one of us for you to forget about i won't be able to take you in a fair fight but I'm never going to fight you in a fair fight. And as the warrior raises both of their long swords, this elven warrior brings them both slamming down. The whip wraps itself around the blades and tosses them aside like garbage before going straight through the eye slit of his helmet. And you watch his blood starts to pour out of the helm. Uh, it is at this point, you now have all the information you can gather about the weapon. This is a goblin oath blade. It is it effectively it's a whip. The longer you are attuned to it, the stronger it grows. After three nights rest, it is fully attuned to it, and it cannot be removed from you by any means. It is effectively even death. Even well, no, death is the only way that it it can oh, leave okay. you. When you attune to the weapon, you have to pick a creature you have met. Until that creature dies, you cannot unattune from the weapon. Um. <laughs> The weapon, again, grows stronger for every long rest that you have and you are attuned to it. The weapon... Not Cecilia, Halcyon. Not Cecilia. (laughs) I can see that one. It is a goblin weapon. It is specifically a goblin weapon. Um, Both of you roll me history checks with advantage. Oh, I'd love to. I I love the idea of giving it to one of the characters that just runs away from everything. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't actually engage in a fight to use a whip, which is obviously not. With the description of this weapon, that is exactly what it is used for. It's wait until people aren't looking and then go ham. Uh, 21. Dirty 20. You are able, here is the following information you are able to piece together from the visions you have experienced. This I like the idea that this is Squeeb and I talking this yeah. out. Yeah. Like the theory of like piecing together the history. That that sounded so cool what he said, right? Yeah, it was, I, I know, it's it was in Goblin and I couldn't understand it, but oh my god, it was so <laughs> I'll, I'll fill you in. He was he was talking about this and that. Oh and, my goodness. And no no need for a fair fight and it's yes, I mean oh. That was insane. He's a bloody hero. Tria just sits down on the steps and lights a cigarette. <laughs> She's waiting. <laughs> Correct. That's bad for you, Tria. Anyway, Tria walks back with incredible. ice cream, with ice cream for her, and and Tria just sits down next to her. Like that's also bad for yeah. you. <laughs> She's like one puff of a cigarette, one lick of an ice cream. <laughs> so, this weapon was created out of pure desperation. 
when uh, again a country far off that neither of you have been to but you have you're both academics of sorts and have done a significant amount of reading in your lifetimes through that reading you have gathered that the home of goblins orcs and uh, ogres was invaded a long time ago by the elven empire who are big allies of the dragonborn here in titan that war was very bad for the orcs the goblins and the ogres and they had to take some drastic steps just to hold their own against this huge elven army this weapon is a weapon created out of desperation that almost certainly has costs but those costs make it probably the most powerful weapon you will ever find if you're willing to pay those costs it is not possessed there's no influence on it the person who attunes to it has complete control over the weapon but the weapon gives you options that allow you to give something in return for making it powerful enough for you to fell any enemy you come across very interesting very interesting. well i have thoroughly enjoyed this uh melding of the minds squeep and I um, have to apologize I feel like I have underestimated you uh, oh it's okay and... everyone does it no I don't yet. think that it is I think that I hope that we can do more of this because this is fascinating and I did not realize that our magics could melt in this way neither this is but, a first for me yes I have realized that we are standing outside and discussing quite pertinent information so potentially we go back to uh, one of our homes or uh, do we need to go back to um, the archives and, and give our report to tell us at this what point think? I say uh, uh, how do I word this um, Josh mm -hmm. if, if I cast message and whispered it would the um would the fucking hearing things hear it? Message. Like, how sensitive are the... So, because you guys had... You kind of got to see it firsthand how they're used. Basically, any conversation at a normal volume will get picked up by them. Whispered conversations, there's a chance they get picked up, but it's unlikely. Um, if you use message, there's no way for those to pick them up. Perfect. Um, I'm going to cast message three times and say the same thing, and I'm just going to whisper, um, yeah, um, this, the, I reckon we call this lady out and, and tell her that she's just trying to frame Vidir, and I, we, we were onto her. Tria's going to respond back, I might have found some information that I need to follow up on that might help us with whatever is happening with Taldris. We need to go to the wagon wheel. I nod. And agree. I, having not heard that and responding to you, go, that sounds like a crazy idea to tell Taldris that we know what she's up to, because then she'll go, oh, I don't want people realizing what I'm up to. I'll just kill them. I'm one of the most powerful people I'll, uh, in the city. I'll recast message to Halcyon and say, Tria has some uh, information we need to follow up on at the wagon wheel that is regarding this. So we'll we'll go there first. And you're right, it, it is a ludicrous idea, but I mean, I'm so sick of this quest that I just want it over with, so. 
You know what? I I don't mean uh, respond. Okay, wagon wheel sounds good. Also, I, again, I apologize for being so dismissive of your ideas. As we've just seen together, you have quite the intellect in our discussions. So maybe there is something to it. We need to talk it out. But yes, wagon wheel and then potentially another deep brief. Agreed. After the fact. Also, this spell is fantastic. Why have we not been using this all of the time? I'll cast it again. I wish I knew this spell. (laughs) I I wish I could teach it to you, but you're not a wizard, are you? But um, yes, I will cast it as often and as as I can. I promise you. Just for fun. I haven't been using it as much. Um, anytime you cast that spell on this weapon, it will just show you more of that goblin kid's life. <laughs> me, me and, me and party. Yeah, me and Halcyon just <laughs> like sitting like... in bed together, just like watching a movie the whole night. Just like... It's about one ten now, so, uh, yeah, I suppose we go to the wagon wheel. It would be nice to wrap up whatever decision we make before the day's end. Um, uh, before day's end, which knowing how hard uh, the Pentorum work, I think would be probably any time before 9 or 10 p.m. Um, but that, I think if we could just, yeah, tidy that up, that would be good. But So maybe we go to the wagon wheel, follow that up, and then retire to back to my abode, or... Oh, it's very hard to know if I want you lot in my house again or if I want to go to one of your houses, lower tier houses both aren't well, ideal f- maybe we could get a hotel for the I night. feel like this is um, a decision you can make on the way and Tree is going to start walking towards the wagon wheel <laughs> fair point I'll go along you make your way out of the city through the old uh, the old buildings that used to be Titan proper but have now been uh more or less ignored by the prim and proper citizens of Titan. You find the wagon wheel. It is next to a long canal filled with fresh, clean drinking water. And it is a, again, perpetual brawl. There are fists being thrown left and right. Uh, the patrons here are fighting a bar brawl that really never ends. Um, even from outside through one of the windows, you guys see a bartender who is like cleaning a wooden mug, ducks as one flies over their head, smashes into some bottles behind them. Um, and then as they stand up, you see they've caught the mug that's been thrown at them and is now polishing that one. Um, that is <laughs> very much the place you guys are heading to. Um, when Tria arrives, can she look around to find a way, if there's a way from the outside to get underneath the wagon wheel? You take a glance outside. Um, you see that there's uh, just the canal down under it. Uh, it even extends for like a couple of feet under the wagon wheel. Is just this this freshwater, um, almost like man-made freshwater river that flows around this section. Just just for clarification, is the wagon wheel? So the, is it like kind of like a on a pier that goes into the water, or is it? Just next to the canal. It's next to the canal. Okay. Yeah. Can Tria find like find her way into the canal going underneath the wagon wheel? You can absolutely oh, jump into the canal swimming. if you want. The the water is how do I explain this? So it is a long canal 
water, flush with the wall, wall goes up, ground, wagon wheel. The water, there's right, no, there's so nothing under. You look under and it's <clears throat> straight wall. Well, uh, Tria, you're wearing some very nice clothes, I believe. If you'd like me to jump in. Also, I'm a bit taller, so I may be able to survive the water a bit. <laughs> I thought Kirksey was going to ask Tria so. to take her clothes off. <laughs> Why? <laughs> there was nothing. Hashtag Trixie. Hashtag Crixtria. <laughs> You're wearing some nice clothes. You, know you should probably there's... take them off. <laughs> There's, there's no, they'll look, they'll look very, very good on my bedroom floor, you know. Like, <laughs> but no, there's no dead bodies around, so Crixie can't flirt. That's not how that works. You know, that's. <laughs> hey guys, fun fact about Bodians: we can hold our breath for an hour. Pretty cool, uh, right? Sorry, but is there you a... do not know what we are potentially looking for. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a reason we can't just, you know, like go into the bar? Uh, Oh, you, you're more than welcome to go inside, yes. We'll we'll join you soon. Oh, I don't know if I want to go inside without you two. You're you're a lot bigger than we are. And... You are. It does look quite dangerous, but... Well, how about you guys keep watch on the door and uh, oh. give us a signal if anybody seems to be coming. I'll cast yes? message. Yes, yeah. that, uh, that is really, really good. That works very well. Sorry. Quickly, Squeeb, are you able to be a... Uh message casting translator and ask Tria why we are here, what we are searching for. Of course. I will, yeah, you guys can have a conversation and I'll just message it between you two. So <laughs> like, I'll just be there in between, just like constantly casting message. Uh... I do have a question. Is it like Chinese whispers or are you actually <laughs> it, it relaying accurate it'll, information? <laughs> it'll depend on how long the like the message is. Like if you guys keep it to one sentence each, then I'll be able to do it sort of, you know, instantly. But if it's like dragging on a bit, then I'll probably like summarize it. <laughs> yeah. Tria, why are we here? What are we looking for? The note that I found and have since translated tells me that some of the information we might find will be through the canal underneath the wagon wheel. No need for more translating. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Asked and answered. Uh, Sounds very simple and very easy. Oh, do, do you guys plan on staying above water? I mean, not if oh, you're going to be the down canal. there for, for a while. Crixia jumps in. Crixia just jumps in. <laughs> Splash! You jump into the canal. <laughs> it is mostly clear. So um, there are systems used to filter the water here before people drink it. But this is basically the drinking water for not only the old city, but Titan itself gets their drinking water from here for the most part. I hope we contaminate it. <laughs> no, no peeing in the water. I'm, I'm reasonably clean. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> What a <laughs> what a hollow response! I'm reasonably clean. Well, um, it's been a day. We're in the yeah. desert. Like Fair. I assume there is some some form of pers- perspiring going yeah. on. Yeah, you're so sweating. like I can't say I'm 100 percent clean. We're in the bloody desert, right? Like um, we are covered in sand. I, I also, be... don't judge me, Mister. Doesn't have a toilet <laughs> in his house. Yeah, it's gross that you do. <laughs> I don't. Also, yeah, you live in the desert, and you don't have magic either. Well, you, maybe you do. Yeah. No, 
no, I don't. Anyway, so uh, I'll look around for <laughs> I'll, uh, the bit that goes underneath, the, like which could be described as a nook. Maybe yeah. I will take Tria, a take before Crixia gets too far, Tria's gonna hand over her like satchel. She's going to carefully take out some pieces of paper, some important pieces of paper, and tuck them into her dress, um, and then give the satchel over. You realize that water will ruin paper. I was about to say that. Great Look, minds, I, right? I plan on holding them above you and I, today, water. Sorry to interrupt. You and I squeeped today. Something about today. We're just getting on and I'm really enjoying your company. Yeah. And I think that... Maybe it's the I five bears that I've had. I don't know. So Crixia <laughs> takes the um, takes the satchel and wades into no, the No, it's fine. Okay, fine. She'll put the pieces of paper back in her satchel. Um... But she's gonna like tuck it at the very bottom of the bag and hand it over. And if you open the satchel, let me know. I'll let you know what's inside. And, to, and it's okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna and look. To, yeah, she's gonna hand it to Squeeb, and she's going to <laughs> jump in the water. Splash! Cool beans. Uh, um, and I'll just be constantly messaging them the whole time. Be like, "Are you guys okay? Do you need?" Do you need us to come save you? Like, uh, can you hold your breath for an hour? Because I can. Um, <laughs> and it's just constantly back and forth, letting them reply if they want to. Halcyon will um, look at Squeeb and go, Squeeb, casting all that magic is very impressive. Must take a lot of energy. Um, I'll hold the bag and, and I'll reach to take Trace. No, no, bag. no, it's okay. Um, I've got no, no, it. I it's insist. Fine. I insist. It's actually a cantrip. If you if you uh, didn't know, it's a cantrip. It's called message. That's amazing. It's, That's amazing. Um, I also I've, I'm quite hot. I'm quite parched. I think jump in the water. Sunscreen would be quite good for me. <laughs> no, I've got too much important Drink. gear on. It's oh, below I'll my hold it. It's fine. I'll take. No, no, I'll take the bag. It's fine. No, it's, it's okay. Fine. Don't can, worry about it. You could take. You could take the bag. I just want to try like. <laughs> I want to really like pull it. No, you never look in a lady's bag. I my mother taught me this. Never. Your mother, that must be a Bodian tradition. It's fine. And I... It's not. <laughs> I will not. I will not let him. <laughs> I'm going to try. No. I'm going to try pulling out of your I, grass. Okay. I want to say <laughs> this is uh, Halcyon, uh, sleight of hand or athletics. Um, same for you, uh, Squeeb, but you get advantage because you have the bag on you. And you... This isn't a surprise thing that Halcyon is doing. You are well aware of what he is trying to do. <laughs> what was the sleight of hand or athletics? Yeah. God, I'm terrible. Do not worry about it, my guy. Wait, I'm terrible as well, Harris. So I'm going to pick athletics. Um, oh, dear. At least you got a one, of course. Ooh. It's not that bad, but it's not much better. I mean, my first <laughs> roll was a two, so this... <laughs> A two to a you one. You got this. Uh, second roll was an eight to a seven. Ooh. <laughs> you picked an athletics. <laughs> it was either minus one or minus two. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it was so close. I got a Thank six. Thank God. Oh. Just these two small figures outside the bar brawl, just trying to like tug on the bag. <laughs> just like slapping hands. Just like, no. <laughs> just badly cosplaying a bar brawl. Next <laughs> I feel it's like uh, SpongeBob and Patrick going to <laughs> yeah, yeah. the you know, you know what I mean? so like the, the bar, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I go okay. Well, if you need someone to hold it, I just saw that there was you know important messages in there, which you know I think 
I do mean I just want to read them. There's no point lying to you. I mean that's fair. I also want to read them, but I I would get more satisfaction reading them with permission. Strange. <laughs> so Quixier and Tria uh, start searching the, it the is canal not for much for the of note. a search. The wall that extends into the canal only extends about a foot under the water. As you submerge yourselves, you can see very clearly that there is a section you can just swim under the wall and into on the far side. Uh, Crixie will do so first. Tria follows. As you emerge from the water, up in the small dark nook underneath the wagon wheel, you see a figure wearing a pantsuit of sorts. It is a crisscrossing pink and beige fabric reminiscent of the sun sitting over the sands of Puaha and wielding a giant almost sledgehammer above their heads they stand perched by a long stone plinth with various metal rings placed on top of it and this figure you can tell immediately by the big afro and the golden eyes is Prudence Oh, damn. What? There oh, she yo. is. Finally. <laughs> well, it looks like I might have some explaining to do. But before I get to all that, have you heard about the Lost Cause podcast? You should like, follow, subscribe, comment, all of those things. Leave a review. And I'll see you next time, sugar.